David Hershkovitz. I'm the founder of Paper Magazine, and this is Light Culture. Listen, learn, and stay ahead of the curve as I knock heads with cultural disruptors of the past, present, and future. Light Culture is brought to you by Burb, the Vancouver-based cannabis brand. Hi, I'm recording this to introduce a little context to what follows from uh, the normal format of this program and to give additional background to the lives of the young creatives I'll be speaking with who live outside the bubble of Western society. Lagos, Nigeria is in the news these days because of the demonstrations against SARS, a notoriously brutal and corrupt police agency. Tens of thousands of Nigerians have been demonstrating for weeks, posing the biggest challenge to the government in years. Shortly before the demonstrations began, I spoke with Motherland, a skate crew and streetwear brand that is gaining attention in the U.S. Motherland has collaborated with Awake New York and was recently picked as a top 20 brand to watch out for by the streetwear bible Hypebeast. My talk with Olalu Slon is very freeform with other members of the cult, as they like to call themselves, jumping in and out of the conversation. If you want to get a feel for the vibe in this emerging country and its cultural disruptors, I urge you to listen. It's as real as it gets. Nigeria's capital, Lagos, is home to streetwear brand and skateboard collective Motherland, which may not sound like a big deal here in North America, but in Lagos, it's a big fucking deal. My guest today is one of Motherland's founders, Ola Olu Slon, who created a niche for his cult following in a country dominated by Christian and Muslim values, where those who go against the grain are often treated with bewilderment and derision. I say cult because that's part of the Motherland logo, an identity that proudly asserts its independence from the mainstream but they are far from alone in their search for freedom of expression. In fact, Motherland is now recognized as part of the alt or alternative movement, a scene of music, fashion, and the arts that's emerged in Lagos and been championed by expats Skepta and Wizkid and local cool kids looking like they just popped off the pages of ID magazine. Welcome, Olaolu. Hello. What's up? I'm good, man. Glad to have you on the show. We really want to learn a little bit more about your country and, and your city and your culture. So is this an example of globalization, of Lagos catching up to the rest of the world, or is it truly something different and original? I really wouldn't say something original because there was um, waffles and cream before us because we used to work for someone else, another skate company called Waffles and Cream, which started here in Leeds. And then we just started doing our own thing. Uh, so I, I, I met Leo and Yeti, and we were working at the shop together, Waffles and Cream. This was before this OT shit was happening. And then fucking from there, we just moved forward. But are you just catching up to the rest of the world, do you feel? Now that you see this bigger scene growing up around you, do you feel that there'll ever come a point where Lagos will influence the rest of the world? 
you know, become a center of a subculture? If I'm being honest, until we become a developed country, I'm not really sure there's a way we could become like influence or have that sort of influence on the world. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a reach, but I, because the U.S. is kind of losing its status in the world, I, I feel, I, uh, I actually, I should ask so? you. I don't, I don't know. I think America is just such a fucked place. I, I, I don't think it's losing this place. I think it's just always been crazy. So I think America is just a crazy concept. <laughs> so tell me, <laughs> what, what is the crazy part about it? Because we think when we look at, at Lagos, which is like a big city, millions of people, right? Probably one of the largest cities. Uh, you know, it seems like a crazy place to us from here. So is that how people look at other cultures in general? No, I think it just works both ways. If you get what I mean? Like, it's just like, we look at you crazy, you look at us crazy, but like, <laughs> we, have, we have our reasons. But more times, just like, the America is fucked, I think. It's just, it's a crazy country. I don't know, every, every the news is just America. Like, it's wild. I so think you a lot of stuff goes on there that's just like, that you can't really explain, you just have to look at and. So is is there a lot of news about America in in Lagos that's on yeah, the yeah yeah yeah, the yeah definitely. definitely there's a lot of there's a lot of news it's not just news it's like everything like pulls from there down but it's kind of like now stuff is coming more upstream from us as well but before it was more like everything that we saw on the TVs and whatever like it just used to pull down and they would just like see it and then try copy it and like after copying it just turns out as something. New, do you get what I mean? Yeah. So if I want to join the motherland cult, what do I have to do? Oh, bro, you'd have to <laughs> leave her. Oh, there's no one here. I don't know. Like, there's like a, you could do like a blood pact <laughs> or like a ritual. I don't know. Something like that. But what is... Do something like that. I don't really know how to say. I'm not going to say. Yeah, if we'll come. We'll come meet you. You won't have to find us. We'll find you. That's great. Yeah, man. I I need an excuse to go. You know, visit Africa. So you're on my yeah, list now. Thank you. Beautiful. So on the more serious tip, why do you brand yourself as a cult? What does it mean to you? In Nigeria, when you hear the words "cult," it means like blood rituals, like money rituals decapitated heads and like decapitated bodies and just magic and voodoo and just juju just black magic that's why cult is seen as in Lagos but whereas a cult in another place could be people just sitting around the table and like doing some weird like ceremonies like a weird dance or whatever whereas in Nigeria it's just seen as black magic but he like we're trying to take that and put it in Nigeria more as like a lifestyle, like a way of living. So when we say cult, we don't mean, even though we take the piss out of people and we're like, yeah, that's what we mean. We mean like blood and all that because there's a lot of like superstitious shit in Nigeria. We just want to take the piss out of superstitious shit. You feel me? So it's more like a lifestyle. No one's actually going to do blood rituals or maybe. Um, (laughs) well you get hurt skateboarding see some blood there once in a while yeah exactly exactly but it's just more like the way we live we hope you will find a way of living like that but in your own way it's more like you are your own call I don't know how to say 
just you do your thing. As, you as part of, of the motherland. Well, it's just like a free expression, individual yeah, exactly. style. Just the, exactly. the general skateboarder life seems yeah, to reflect exactly. that. Together, like, I don't know. Sometimes the skateboarding, like skateboarding culture and like skateboarding around the world is very judgmental. That's the thing about skaters. They're always like, yeah, all skaters together, blah, blah, blah. But it's not the truth. Like, if you're actually a skater, you know that, like, we're really fucking judgmental people. <laughs> like, see someone walking past you, like, what the fuck is he wearing? But, like, like what the fuck are you wearing? Like, baggy ass jeans and shit. It's just, it, it works both ways. As I said, we look at Americans like, Americans are fucked. Americans might look at us like, we're fucked. Everything works both ways. We just, skaters need to understand that you can, if you're being seen as weird, it's the same way you see people as weird. Like, I don't know. You're not calling it to someone deems you cool. Do you feel me? I don't know there's still like a, a camaraderie, right? Recognition that you share something, even though, yeah, you may have issues with whatever the looks or the style of whoever you may run into, but you're still like sort of on the same team. Yeah, overall. exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It is. It's more like, I don't know. With Nigerians, yeah, I'm pretty sure every Nigerian hates each other. But, like, if you come and say something bad about every Nigerian, it's like, they're just going to team up and fuck you up. It's more like togetherness in unity, but, like, individuality in yourself. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Do you feel like it's, it's, it's a dangerous thing to be a skateboarder in Nigeria? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Not now, not anymore. Like, I don't know. It was, it, it is, but it isn't at the same time. I don't know how to say. It is because, like, like no one gives a fuck. There's no rules. There's lawless. So if someone hits you, there's nobody you're calling for, like, like help. Like, you see the way in America and, like, in the UK, they have call lines, like, oh, have you been hit by a car? Have you been blah, blah, blah? Call, blah. there's no one you're calling, bro. Oh. You're just going <laughs> to... There's no official, but can you call your friends? You can you can get your friends to to help you, but like there's no one actually getting in trouble. There's no legal help for you. They're just gonna be hurt. Is it officially illegal, or is it just something that you know people? I don't I don't I don't, I don't know. The thing is, in Lagos, the reason why skating is so dangerous is because one, everyone hates it. Two, it's loud. Three, it's just not seen as normal. So like you're already in a pot of stew if you're a skater, like generally. But now it's just, it's less as bad as before. Because now I think people are seeing more skaters. The concept of it is just being accepted like little by little, which kind of takes away the fun of it. But no, if it works for everyone. So you'd, you'd rather still be like a smaller scene? No, no, not smaller scene, like bigger, but just still on the same fuck shit. I think that's more fun, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'll grow up and get out of that mentality. In the U.S., I've been talking to a lot of skaters recently. And, yeah. you know, because of the Olympics coming up and the skateboarding is an official sport of the Olympics for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been saying that it's attracted a different crowd of people, very young in some cases, but they don't really have a, a same feel for the ideas behind it or the the individuality and the outcast, the outsider side of being a skateboarder. Yeah, definitely. For me, that kind of takes away from what makes it cool. But like, well, at the same time, like, isn't that what you wanted? Exactly. That well, that's cool. always the problem, right? With the subcultures where you want other people to recognize 
what you're doing because so much of it is really great, whether it's through the um, graphic design or the, the videos that you make yeah, exactly. or the music it, you create around the culture, but then, you know, it eventually gets watered down as it moves upstream. Yeah. So there's always that conflict, I guess, between doing something cool and unique and, and, and rad off, off the grid. Yeah, exactly. 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 That's what it is. Cause like, it's cool when you're doing it and it's not allowed. And then you're like, Oh yeah, please allow this shit. And then once <laughs> you get it, you're like, Oh fuck. Now everyone's doing it. So it's not really as, as home to you as before. Yeah. Well, I see people moving through the, starting out as young skaters, maybe turning into video shooters or opening up shops. Exactly. That's what makes it fresh. Do you feel me? So then you can make a life out of it now. It's just not seen as like just skateboarding anymore. Like you can like actually do things now. There's a lot of skaters that were just skating for one day. They're like, oh, I'm going to pick up the camera. And then they start filming. And then from the more skate videos, they move on to something else. And then they become directors and they end up somewhere. And they're like, this all came from skateboarding. But in my opinion, it didn't. I think you just had a passion for it. You just need a skateboarding to kind of like show you. Because you're interested in skateboarding already. You're interested in filming or making, directing, or whatever. But then you never picked up a camera until you wanted to film someone skating, so... That's the inspiration. Is that, in your case, is that your story? No. Um, I was just like, I found skateboarding, and then I found what it could do, and then I was just, okay, I've seen blueprints, I've seen a lot of brands, companies, and then my friend, Onyedi, he already had the mindset for this type of shit. So I was designing and he had the mindset. So he was just telling me, okay, could you do this and that? And then like from there, we just went from designing to watching more videos to trying to like mold our own little thing. And then it just became a team of all of us just doing like fuck all. Like everyone does the other things someone else does, but like, it's just like whoever does it at the moment does it. So if you ask it, you, right now, only on Yedi and Peter film. And like now, Peter is going more into like fucking curating and shit. It leads from somewhere to somewhere else. It's so random, but then it, it, it works. Like I just try not to think about it too much because you could jinx it, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool, right? That's what the yeah. beauty of this whole thing is, that you can follow your passion, your thing that has no real direction for commercial use, you know, yeah. in the beginning when you're starting out, but then you create your own path and you find yourself in the middle of something a lot more interesting. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I was looking on your website and I was, I saw the statement that I'll read, it's a very powerful political statement. Um, As time goes by, the system that is built to oppress people of the motherland crumbles Motherland, your brand, will be with you every step of the way in times like this. We are the unheard African voice that will continue to show the world the cruelty and injustice of everything around us. Thank you for joining the cult and keep safe in these unsafe times. Yeah, yeah, that was on Yedi and Leo. On Yedi, he's, he does graffiti, so he wrote it. But I think Leo made up the, the word into it, but like... 
that's just some sick shit. Like when I saw that, I was just as I had no, I was just as like, oh fuck, as you are. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like I just like I had no. I just saw it and I was like, fuck, that's so hard. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm just a fan of that as well. Like, for, like I, when I read that shit, I forget I'm in Motherland and I just look at it and I'm like, yeah, that's some fucking sick shit. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys are still getting along, you know, with all of that. You know, it's great to see because it's not something most people will put out there like that, even though we all feel it in different times. When it says keep safe in these unsafe times. Is that a reference to COVID or is it a reference to something larger no. than that? When it says unsafe times, for me, like, and, and I, I think I could talk for my friends as well, it doesn't mean COVID or it doesn't mean like what's happening with Black lives and everything. Like definitely, like everyone needs to just sit up and realize that we're all on a straight course to boom. And like, you can only just enjoy the ride because, in my opinion, there's no way out of it. For me, unsafe times means everything that's happening now. Do you get what I mean? That's what unsafe times means for me. It just means things right now are extremely fucked and there's no white light inside. That's just what it is. Like, bro, it's just like, imagine you're on a plane and the, the pilot's like, bro, brace for impact. Like, bro, just brace for impact. Man. There's... There's no way the plane isn't crashing. That's just like how it seems. Have you always felt it like this or is this something uh, recent? No, no. You know what? Like we've always felt like this, but it's more been like, fuck everybody. You're come. Come, come say hello. See, look, it's on Yedi. He's the one that wrote it. Come okay. Hi. That's how you doing, bro? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I was just reading your little couple of sentences you wrote because I thought it was a very strong statement. What prompted you to go out there that way? Yeah, basically, like, especially now, like, we're probably, like, going to be on our shit. So even though we've always been here, but just reminding the people what we're about and why we're, like, doing this shit too, like, today, and why we're, like, not losing focus. Because, like, in Africa, generally, like, you don't have any kind of freedom in voice and shit like that. So, like, the way we do, like, or try and let people view it. It's just like, you can do what you want and like, don't let anyone try and tell you otherwise because in Nigeria, it can be a bit crazy, especially with parents and shit like that. Exactly. Because they just don't understand anything. So I think it's just like everything all together. When yeah. it's on safe times, it means you plus your parents too because sometimes your parents can be dickheads. There's a close family structure still, I guess, here, people are just, you know, people like leave home, they go to some other state, California from New York yeah, or New yeah. York to wherever and leave the parents behind and the family and it becomes less of an issue for them. But I've heard it a few times now and I've seen it in some of the articles I've read where it seems like that's still a pretty strong hold because of the conservative culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In, in Nigeria, until you fight to the extreme, your parents actually have a very strong hold of things you do. Because from young, you're taught to rely on them. So by the time you get older and you want to rebel, you have nowhere to turn yeah. to, to like grab shit. So for, for a lot of us, it was skateboarding or whatever, especially since like Nigerian parents are 
I don't even want to say that. It's not, it's not skateboarding. It's just, I have friends that don't skate that still do the same thing. They're like, fuck you. I'm, I'm leaving. But then they still can't leave till now because your parents have such a stronghold of what you can do. Yeah. Because in, in, in the States, it's probably more like, fuck you, I'm going to California. But like, how do you want to leave your parents' house in Nigeria? Where do you want to go? They know everyone, you know. So there's no, where do you really want to go to? Um, where do you want to run to? Like, you can't go anywhere. Yeah. And leaving the country is also difficult because getting visas and all that is already as fucked. Yeah. So you're stuck, basically. I'm happy I got the opportunity at this, but I have a lot of friends that probably didn't. So they're still stuck in that mindset of they're in a box. They can't get out of their lives. Nigeria is crushing, bro, but... Yeah. So tell me a little bit how it was being a young, you know, kid growing up in Nigeria. What is that like? Do you go to school? you go straight home? Can you go out and play? Give me a little bit of a sketch of how that might be. You know, it's pretty fun, actually. Yeah, yeah no, being in Nigeria is fun. Like, it's pretty fun. Your parents are, like, doing that kind of shit, and you're like... You can go to your friends' houses with the love, but like they don't let you like fucking I don't know, they don't let you go out for too long. So you don't experience enough for you to want to leave. Yeah, because especially in like with Nigerian parents, yeah. they're gonna want you to be like one way or another. Like you don't really have certain amount of like I don't know how to explain it exactly. It's just this sort of thing about the stronghold on you, like it's just gonna drag you down. How did you guys meet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we met through, um, basically, when I was, like, 14, I started filming for this guy, Jomi. He had this, like, skate. Basically, like, the only skate brand in Africa at the time. Yeah, my cousin basically had met him, like, the um, guy that created Jomi. And once I got in touch with him, he was like, you, like, hit up, we're going to go and skate. Hit up this guy, like, we're going to, like, skate today. So I came through Jomi that I met him. From there, like, we just, it's just the same old, like, skating, filming, like. Bro, I didn't know he was mixed race. He just came to my house and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's an issue. Was that an issue for you or your family or anybody? No, 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 no. no, no. Not even. It's just like a lot of times, yeah. Like, you don't see mixed race kids in Nigeria getting let out as much to places unknown. Hmm. Yeah. I think his parents were just cool enough to let him come to my house and like we, we just chilled the whole day and then we just Were you both skating back. already at that time? Yeah. Yeah. When we met, we had like basically just started skating like the same time. So it was all just like progressing together and shit. Was Fela Kuti a, a hero for you guys or was that something from another era? What is it? No. Fela Kuti. Yeah. What about him? Was he, was a, hero? he a hero for you oh. when you were growing up? Or was it just uh, the old music? Really. No. Yeah, just the music, really. The music is good, but it wasn't really... I think those were for, like, our parents. Like, yeah, when our parents right. wanted to rebel, they listened to Fela. But when we wanted to rebel, we were looking at shit like Prem and fucking, yeah. like, other shit. Like, what else? Tell me, what are you looking at? Bro, like, I don't know. We didn't really at, have yeah. that dry heroes. We didn't. No? We just... Our generation did. Yeah, especially just, like, the whole internet shit. Like, we obviously just browsing and everything and I mean like we also found out about guys like Jason Dill yeah, fucking probably. awesome like obviously going deep into shit like Supreme like Tom Penny and shit yeah skaters like trying to get, get into the whole industry skaters graffiti artists just yeah. their shit the internet just changed it for us thank god the internet came because like by the time we were born Fella was dead and our parents didn't even care to explain to us what Fella had done because he, he used to smoke a lot of weed so they assumed we would start smoking as well. Yeah. If, 
Do you get what I mean? So they just kind of... And most people do, I imagine, right? It's part of the yeah, culture, do, yeah. of the skate culture, right? Yeah. I guess so anyway, but it's changing, to be honest, a lot. Like some people just want to keep like that sober image and everything. Hmm. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I think it's interesting, too, that there are no skate parks. You know, your yeah. style of skating, I've seen some of the videos, which I, I think is really great. I mean, you have some really great skaters, Thank and you. the videos are cool as well, and, and the whole scene. You know, it's just a different thing from California style skating, these beautiful parks that they can go to, and even in New York, you use the streets. Graffiti artists will do the same thing, but sort of you reclaiming the public space. It's sort yeah, of like a radical act. Like that because, like, there was literally no one around, so... And because of that, we're kind of forced into street skating. So like, especially when like we now travel and like, for example, we see a skate park, sometimes it can throw you off because it's like, wow, everything is so like perfect. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, where's the fun? More comfortable, like street skating regardless. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's this whole thing about being more creative with this free skating in some ways. Because I live in New York and... And I've been talking to a lot of the old heads of the skaters, plus the younger people, and hearing about the differences of these two styles. And I've come at appreciation of it myself, because the whole New York urban skate scene is just so different from the California one. Yeah, yeah nah, New, New York is crazy. It seems so crazy. New York is more identical skate-wise to Nigeria yeah. than anywhere in America. So you guys have been traveling around as well? Not really. Yeah, just not really. Yeah, just, just London. London. Oh, so and what is this alter scene that, you know, you guys are sort of seem to be a part of as no, well? No, no, no. That's not us. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. No. It's just some, like... It has its advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. I personally don't fuck with it yeah. because it's making everyone delusional. I promise you. Yeah. Kids, kids that were like smart getting straight A's in school now decide, okay, yeah, cool. My friend's a rapper. And he dresses funny. Even if you don't fuck with it, he just starts doing the same thing. Bro, you have straight A's already. You might as well just finish it off. Yeah. And go to, like, bro, do you get what I mean? So now it's just making the disadvantage that's making everybody. <laughs> you sound like a dad with your some kids. Uh, if you had kids, I don't know, maybe you do. No, but for, no, yeah, for real, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, it's because, like, we kind of knew, like, when it was coming out, like, not really origins, but, like... I don't know. We kind of just saw what it turned into, especially in Nigeria. Like, I don't know. It's just kind it's of cringe. bandwagon it's cringe. shit. Yeah. I promise you, it's bandwagon. Like, maybe like 20% of the old season in Nigeria genuinely fucks with what they're doing. The other 80% is just kids who have Instagram that want to talk shit to their parents. Yeah. I promise you, Instagram killed us. Because uh, it turned everyone into like a star. Everyone thinks they're a star and they no, want to no, be photographed. And it just makes them delusional. And then, bro, like, it's more like, I didn't go to Lagos last December. I'll tell you, I didn't go to Lagos last December. And I had kids messaging me like, yo, do you have an acid dealer? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you want acid? I, I know you. I know you from school. Like, you, you never wanted, but like now, because it's so cool and doing this is so cool and doing that is so cool. It's just making kids who are generally just cool before like try to be more there on that side. Like bro, like yeah. you, go, you go to school and get straight A's. I think you're fucking cool if I'm being honest. Yeah. I think you're still fly. You don't need to be a rebel. You don't have to be a yeah, badass. People are just like, forcing to be like the wrong thing. Yeah, like, you know I mean? Obviously if like you really care about something then yeah, do it. But like 
it's kind of obvious that you don't really care about and you're just doing it to be like the next person or someone that you really like. Like you don't always have to be like your idol. Like you can take traits from them, but like yeah, exactly. it's not to like, you know, copy their whole steeds because that's like them. Like it's not you. Like may as well just do your own shit, you know? But I, I didn't yeah. I see you guys like in a photo shoot for uh, fashion as well. Didn't I see oh, that? Yeah. Didn't you guys do a fashion shoot? With the magazine that I see was it ID ID before, yeah. So you guys were kind of playing that game too a little bit, right? Yeah, true. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. But the truth is, we generally have been interested in that stuff. Like we generally have been that and I think that's why study has its advantages and disadvantages, because we were interested in it and it came for us. It doesn't mean the same is going to happen to everyone else. I promise you. Like, you're already on a good path. Like, the only reason we came this way was because we already had information about it. So, more time, if you just start doing it randomly because you think all my friends are doing it and I should be doing it because it's cool, you're going to be baited out. Like, we can easily spot that. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know when they're just doing it because they... You know, truthfully, I can't really say anything because to them it is. Yeah. But then, I just sometimes feel like everything has its disadvantages. My little cousin as well now, he's, he's that straight A's and all that. Like, now he's trying to start a brand and blah, blah, And I'm like, yeah, cool, do that. But that doesn't right. mean you don't need to be a badass to have a brand, bro. Trust me. Like, you don't need to shout your mom, my auntie. Like, she's nice. I don't know why he's being a dickhead, but, you know, like, it's just, it has its disadvantages. Yeah. I think I think it has more disadvantages than advantages, especially in Lagos, where everyone has that school of fish mentality. And it's not, you know, it's not just Legos, I would say, you know, everyone feels it when it starts happening. You know, the Instagram thing is crazy in the U.S. I mean, it's out of control. People are making huge amounts of money from, you know, showing what they're wearing or holding up some kind of product. So it's like a business and there's a lot of young people who are actually making money out of it. Has has it reached that level as well in, in Nigeria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what we're seeing is that, like, yeah, like, people make money off it, like that. But the people that, like, aren't making money off it and, like, aren't really going any- anywhere with it, that's where, like, the problem is. That's where the problem yeah, is. Yeah, like, obviously, like, if you're getting money from it, then, like, yeah, do your thing. That's cool. Like, it's not, I'm not really involved in it. Like, you know, do your thing. But, yeah. It's always do your thing, but it's more time, like, the way, the way, the way the kids in New York, yeah, will come and get, do, let's say they do a shoot for Nike and they get, like, $2,000 for the shoe. Cool. You made the money. And then a kid in Nigeria sees that and they're like, oh, he's done the shoot for Nike and he's made money. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm just going to stay here and just keep scrolling through what's happening in New York. Bro, like, you need to stop because first of all, the way they give money there, the way they give money in Nigeria for advertisements and endorsing and all that shit is completely different. You could have 200,000 followers in Nigeria and you'd be making maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. It's not feasible in Nigeria, I think. If you're doing it, like, do it the right way just so that you can ensure yourself in the future. Like, don't do it just because, like, in the moment you think you want to do it. Because trends come and go and people notice when you change with them. Do you get what I mean? So if, if next year everyone's wearing all black and now you're wearing all black, like, it's just obvious that you're more like, like, I wouldn't want to say the word cheap. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. in Nigeria it's like, yeah, it's like way harder to like find yourself in Lagos because like most people, yeah, for example, even this thing that Snow was just saying about, you know, how it's not for everybody. 
you shouldn't, if you're getting a straight A's, you shouldn't have to. You, sh- you don't have to be rebellious. You can be yourself. But then it's so hard to be yourself because there's so much pressure and it feels like you're in a box. Yeah. So even when you're trying to be yourself, even when you're trying to work within that box, it's hard to you know, think outside yourself. So if you see some shit that you think is cool online, you're gonna want to do that shit. Like even if you're not, you know, particularly like geared towards it, you just want to be. You want to be able to find yourself. I think that's it. That's something that's you know, is common with the youth. But in Nigeria, is so, it's so much more amplified because the options are so small. Like yeah, exactly. Have exactly. Options. The options so, are little, so you have to. You know, people are looking, are grabbing. Everybody's trying to do something. You're trying to. You see this person coming up. I want to come up too. Like, why don't I? Bro, I need to be there too. Like, you do. I, I need to go dye my hair as yeah, well like, because he's dying right. his hair. Is coming up. Bro, I need to yeah. go dye my hair. You don't need to dye your hair, bro. If you don't want to do it, don't. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure. Peer pressure is is a huge thing, right? Let me ask you about something else because uh, you know just got like a few more minutes actually. But I wanted to talk to you about your collab with Awake New York because Angelo Baquet is been on my show as well. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm super impressed with his work and, and his vision and his politics. So how did that happen? I think it started with when we just like, I think the message that we, like, yo, we fuck with this shit. Because like, obviously, why, we, why did you pick them? Because, you know, Angelo, he was the, I think, former art director of, of Supreme. Supreme. Yeah. Yeah, so when he left and started his own thing, we just kind of followed that. To get what I mean, yeah. Even being in contact with him is still like whoa to us in this time. Like it, it's always just gonna be a, a, a gassy thing, regardless, because that kind of stuff seems so far to reach for us before. To get what I mean, like Supreme, Awake, all this shit. Like, but it's not anymore. I see. Like Virgil follows you. I think you know you have some connections now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no definitely. But I fuck with it. He's hard. He confused me at first, but I, as, as I got to know him, I realized the kind of person he is, and he's fucking fresh. He's nice. He's sick. But that's always how it is, bro. You see someone on the internet, and you're like, well, what's going on with him? And then after you start speaking to them, and you're like, oh, wow, that's actually a really cool person. Totally. So like, nowadays, I try not to judge from what the internet says, because now, like, it's pretty difficult to judge, because... You hear loads of shit nowadays, like, bro, no one is safe, like, bro, like, you've got Rihanna now apologizing because of, um, well, she was trying to be inclusive, yeah. the, I don't know what she did to the Muslim community, but now she's <laughs> apologizing, Tuesday text in her, in her fashion. Whoa, whoa, I was like, yo, you know, the truth is, yeah, she probably... Had no, yeah, she idea. probably she thought like was just like sounds dope, like but they put her on blast. Yeah, the internet is not a safe place now because volume actually works. Like before, it was more like okay, there's a couple people talking shit, but now it's like a couple people tweeting could ruin you, like literally could ruin you. So nowadays, I try not to judge from what I see on the internet. And when I start speaking to the person, I'm like, okay, that's it. That's a cool person. He's nice. And a lot of times, they just end up being nice, bro. Even people that you think are posers, like, they just end up being nice people. They're good, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I'm, you know, just discovering talking with you. You know, in general, in my show here, I've been reaching out to a lot of different people that sort of represent the world that I'm interested in. And I'm always pleasantly surprised after the conversation. They've been, have no, had no contact with you prior. 
but I'm really enjoying this conversation and I'm, I'm learning yeah, a lot too, from actually. you. I don't like, I don't usually like doing interviews, but this one's been pretty, like one of those, you know, one of those interviews that's like, yeah, that wasn't awkward at all. That was nice. Sweet. Thank you. Nice I want to ask you one final question if I can. I don't, it doesn't have to be the final question, but uh, something girls, uh, skaters, do you have, is there such a thing as girl skaters? Yes, there is. There's one. Her name is Blessing. If you're this listening, Blessing, she's she's flash fuck, bro. Like she's not she's not like doing kickflips or anything crazy, but she's got her style and she's fly. Blessing the one that she's she's sick. She's she's like actually like like one of a kind. Like to come out of Nigeria, be a girl, and then be a girl skater, and then actually be cool is it's one out of a billion chance. Yeah. And she she hit that one. The girl skating scene is really growing tremendously it is, in the it is, U.S. It is, it is, yeah, I didn't even realize, like, even Blessing, like, she has her own crew that, like, she skates with. So it's like a ripple effect. That's the good thing about, like, news coming up like that. Like, the barriers that, the barriers that block, like, female skaters in, like, other countries, they don't really exist as much in Nigeria anymore because Asha is new. So, like, if female skaters are coming up like yeah. with the culture as it's coming up, yeah, then like it's not gonna be like female skaters, male skaters, it's not gonna be yeah, like those <laughs> known as skaters. Yeah, like it's just skaters. Like one like, unit skaters. Yes, yeah, cool. Like I want to skate, I'm gonna start skating. Like yeah. Yeah. it's just not just male because we're new to it. So yeah, like, exactly. Kind of yeah. Definition. And do you guys have anything coming up now that like a, a new video or anything we should yeah. be looking out for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a couple new videos now. <laughs> okay. Let's hear what, what is it? Yeah. We've got SOSJ. We've got Victoria. Victoria film. film. And then they've got one coming out from yeah, Lagos Edit. Yeah. Lagos Edit. Which is pretty exciting. We're going to see that on YouTube channel? No, Vimeo, Vimeo. Oh, Vimeo? <laughs> no, because YouTube, it monetizes a lot of music. Mm, so, yeah, right. it tends to be like quite annoying. So, could you uh, have Slon or, or one of you guys send me an, an email put in like where I can go check it out and then I could add it to the to the show yeah, information yeah, sure. so people sure. can check it out as well? Definitely. Yeah. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx, guy. Oh my God, we ended up as the whole crew. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad to have seen you all and met you. Enjoy the rest of the day or night. I guess it's there. Stay safe, as we as Stay you safe, say. Man. If you're listening to us, like, only do drugs if you're interested in them. Don't do it because your friends think it's cool. Yeah, drugs are not cool. <laughs> all right. Also, if you want to join the cult, we'll come, we'll come find you. Okay, yeah. you heard it here, folks. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Motherland crew. Motherland all the way. Thanks, guys. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Okay, um, my name is Leo from Motherland. Uh, I skate, I make arts. <laughs> um, on Yeti, I film, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Paolo, I do music shit sometimes. <laughs> cool. My name is Sloan. <laughs> All right, Sloan. And I'm just artist. <laughs> All right, crew. Good crew, keep it real. For sure, always. Peace. You've been listening to Light Culture. 
You can find us at shopburb.com, like culture, or at like culture podcast. Thanks again to Burb. You can follow them at shopburb on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to and review the show. If you would like to get in touch, reach out to me directly at David Reporting. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.